This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. Let's talk about transportation in Florida, because many international nurses don't realize that when you come to the U.S., there is some public transportation, but not a whole lot. And most international nurses have to drive or to learn to drive if they have not done so. Grace, can you share with us a little bit about what what it was like for you when you came to the U.S. and how you managed to navigate the transportation? Okay, so actually... When we came here, me and my husband, we both had a Dubai driving license. So he took an international driver's license and he came here. So he was able to drive with that uh, for about six months or so. And then he gave the driving test and he got the Florida license. So till then, uh, actually buses, it's not very popular here. It's uh, like they mainly focus on the colleges, the universities certain institutions and such. So it might not be available all the time in different locations where you want. And even the trains are not that popular. But what I heard is like they're, they're building up or planning to build up a metro from Miami to Orlando, which is a much, much more faster thing. So that should be there up and open in 2023, I think so. So otherwise, mainly we were surviving with Uber. So it's good to have a car, <laughs> I would say. Otherwise, you would be spending money on Uber. Yeah, and Uber can get expensive. I mean, it is convenient, but it, it can get very expensive. Did you have driving lessons? Uh, I had a driving license from Dubai and my husband as well. So he took an international li- driver's license and came here. So just with that, he was able to drive around for about six months till he got the other Florida uh, license. And, okay, so and did you have driving lessons? Uh, lesson, uh, my husband did not take any lesson actually. He went and directly gave the road test. He was able to get through it. Okay. For me, I did go for like I think two classes or something like that. Then I gave the road test. So it was pretty easy, simple, as a free, I would call it. Yeah. Not, not too stressful. Well, that's not, good to not hear. stressful like how I imagined. <laughs> Because that is a big worry. Yeah. Especially, I mean, thank goodness you and your husband both drove before, but for for any international nurse that has not driven before, it can be very scary. Bong, tell us about your experience with transportation in Florida. Yeah, when we first arrived in Orlando, uh, as soon as we we had our uh, social security number, we did that first week. Uh, first two weeks, I went straight away to uh, DMV and took the, because you can just walk in at that time to take the uh, theory exam. And uh, I passed the exam. But uh, anyway, you can get a reviewer from DMV, a free uh, pocket, a manual. You can just get it from them, uh, review that. So that's what I did. I took the exam and then I enrolled because in the UK, it's uh, a different side of driving. And I've been driving there for uh, a lot of years. So I thought I might take something like uh, a lesson to drive on the other side of the road. So I took that like uh, an hour, I enrolled an hour prior to my exam on a third party examiner, because you can get a third party examiner, you know, the driver, driving lesson uh, uh, schools, 
they, they, they give you exams as well. So that's what I did. Uh, they took me for an hour and then I did my exam and uh, I passed it passed. within that two weeks. But I brought my uh, UK driver's license anyway when I, when I came here and I was able to use that on the first week. Okay. Uh, but uh, buses like like here in Tampa, there is a, a route from uh, the city of Wesley Chapel going to the downtown Tampa, and that's it. Uh, if you like to wait for hours and hours, then you take the bus. But not if not, then you must drive and get your own car. We have Ubers, Lyfts, and that's it. Uh, they're everywhere as well, but uh, they're, uh, it might be too expensive to, to have that all the time. So something maybe to consider initially, but a good idea to try and get your, your driver's license as soon as possible. Um, I can relate to you driving on the other side of the road, Bon, because I came from South Africa, which follows the British system, which is on the other side of the road. And that was very scary because, you know, you, you're used to seeing things from a specific angle and then you see people, cars and you feel like they're coming straight for you. So uh, it does take a little bit of getting used to, but we, we all get there, which is good. Is there any Filipino community in Florida? Can you talk oh, about yes. <laughs> There's plenty. We've just been a previous weekend into a film fest. It's a Filipino festival. This happens every year. And if you go to Facebook, even if you're not in Florida yet, go to Facebook, search for Filipino communities in Florida. There's plenty of them. They can give you advices too. And I'm, 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 uh, I'm a member of most of the groups anyway. So... Yeah, there's plenty of help around this area. Filipino uh, fast foods, uh, Filipino restaurants, and uh, yeah, it's everywhere here in Florida. Lots and lots of Filipinos in Florida. Grace, I know you've been there for a very short time. Have you had an opportunity to get a feel about the community and, and um, what kind of community there, there is around for you? Yeah, actually, uh, we had a lot of support through the church. Okay. So, yeah, uh, we got connected to the, one of the churches here, which is a, my local language church. So they were of big support to us. So we used to reach out to them for any guidance, like whatever uh, questions or advices which we needed. So that was a big support. Other than that, that like, we live in it's a mix. Like uh, we see a lot of whites, a lot of uh, uh, Spanish speaking speak people. So even the patient population we get is a good mix of all of the communities yeah and florida is known to be for being pretty diverse a lot of people there from a lot of places all over the world so it really is kind of like a, a melting pot um in florida barnwood grace i think you spoke a little bit about the 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 support that you and the guidance that you have from the community or from the church um any input about the international nursing associations uh i am a part of American Nurses Association, but I haven't reached out to them as such for any support, so I won't be able to answer much <laughs> regarding that. Okay. What about you, Bong? Yeah, here in Florida, we have the uh, Philippine Nurses Association, Tampa, we have Philippine Nurses Association by the Gulf area. Uh, we have plenty of nurses and we have plenty of supports if you need to, you want to become a member. Uh, Philippine Nurses Association are everywhere in the U.S. Uh, here in Florida, there's plenty of uh, nursing association, Philippine Nurses Association. So lots of help and lots of support. 
Um, and Kinetics um, have a five out of five rating on our Facebook page. Check that out and you can see some of the many ways that we help nurses to adjust and settle in and set them up for success when they arrive. How many days do you work in a week, Grace? Three days a week, 36 hours. That's mandatory. And other than that, what we do is considered as overtime. And overtime pay is about one and a half times the salary, which is very good. And now, because the last one, one and a half years is the pandemic situation and the very short supply of nurses, so there is they're offering like extra ship bonuses, like starting from two fifty, five hundred thousand dollar bonuses like that. Yeah, because of the COVID situation and shortage of nurses. Yeah, and the shortage of nurses is really right now and um, very evident in the U.S. There are many opportunities for international nurses, both in Florida and in other states. So if you have not yet started your journey of coming to the U.S. or getting ready to come to the U.S., the first step, as we said, on the success path is your MPLEG. So it's a good idea to get that addressed and taken care of. Grace, is it 12-hour shifts you're working? Yes, it's majority of the hospitals in the U.S., what I I have come to know is a 12-hour shift, yes. Okay, so let's keep going. We want to talk a little bit now about schooling, about children and schooling. Both of you had kids, both of you brought your kids um, to Florida. Can you talk? share with everybody who's watching a little bit about what that was like? Go ahead, Grace. Okay, so uh, when I came in, my son was in grade 11. Uh, he completed grade 11 already, and he joined as a grade 12 student here. We were very worried, thinking it's a pandemic situation, how it is going to be. It's very different because he is used to the Indian syllabus only, and this is a U.S. syllabus, how it is going to be. But we got a very good support system, starting with the principal, the vice principal, the school counselor. They were a big, big support to us, and I think, uh, every three months or so, we used to, we had an opportunity to have one-to-one -one chat with the counselor just to see how his progress where where he's lacking, what he needs to do, and everything. And uh, what I understand is still grade twelve. It might be different in different parts of the world. The school education system uh, in US till grade twelve, you have to learn all of the subjects. I mean, science, uh, the history, the geography, English, uh, math. Like this, all the subjects you have to learn till you are in grade 12. When children, they are in grade 11, grade 12, it's if they start applying to different colleges and then they start earning extra credits like from voluntary work and stuff like that to gain admission to good universities and colleges. The place where I live in, we have a lot of community colleges and some very good ones as well. So my son completed grade 12 and he's joined one of the community colleges uh for um, yeah he's doing his prerequisites now so we have a very good system two years he will be in the community college here and after the two years he's automatically going to be transferred to one of the best universities in florida which is university of central florida so that's very good uh they have periodic assignments uh periodic assessments assignments, a lot of paperwork to be done. So that was kind of challenging for him, but he got through it. The support system was very good, yes. Wow, that's great to hear, Grace, because I know as a mother, I came here with two children. My children were eight and four at the time, and um, but I, I can imagine coming with a, a child that is older, it yeah. can be a very big worry for a parent because 
you never know how what it's going to be like and, and how they're going to adapt. Is it all public school or is there private schools too? Uh, there are private schools, but there is fees. But public schools, till grade 12, actually, you don't pay a thing. <laughs> private schools, if you have to send them to, but uh, I think they are costly. I don't have any experience with that. Okay. Um, and Grace, what do you wish you had known before you came to the U.S. about the U.S. school system? The system. Uh, actually, somebody who had uh, moved here prior to us, one of my friends, she had told us to get a transcript of whatever my son learned till grade 12. So we were able to get a very descriptive transcript as to which subject, how many hours he has covered and what is great for that and everything. So they were able to transfer some of the credits here. So they considered those credits and they were able to transfer some of it here. That was a good thing. And what, uh, uh, give me some time to think about it. Okay, we'll come back to Grace. Bong, share with us your experience of bringing kids to the U.S. and what the schooling and the education was like. Yeah, when, when we arrived here, uh, our daughter was uh, 13 at that time, going to uh, second year high school, first year high school. And our son was eight at that time. Uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a big support actually from all over the uh, the schools, from the principals, from the counselors, and uh, they were able to adapt very quickly. They're uh, they're uh, they were enjoying the first week. We thought that uh, you know this is gonna be like uh, no, I don't want to go to school, something like that. But they they loved it. They they are uh, uh, they wanted to meet new friends uh, straight away when they went to school and they've been there. Uh, telling us what, what their experience are every time they come home. And like what Grace said, because now my daughter will be graduating high school. She'll be going college next year. And she just uh, applied for the uh, the Bright Future scholarship here in Florida. So you have to have a certain uh, GPA and uh, community hours, like you can do like 100 or 50 hours. And if you are an in-state uh, 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 student, you can get like a lot of uh, discounts as well in school or like the FAFSA that uh, Grace has mentioned, you can apply for that. If you think that uh, you need some assistance with the, with the tuition fees and everything that they use in school. And uh, well, one thing like right now, free, lunch for all the schools so you don't have to worry about you know packing the lunches for your kids you just give water and you know they go to school and the, the school system here is uh, brilliant they're very supportive if because it's something like a zoning as well so if you if you happen to be in a school in a zone that uh, it's not covered by the school that you like there's something that they call a magnet school that if that school that you like and you're not in the zone, you can apply into that. Because uh, some schools, they offer a different uh, curriculum as well. So you can apply for that. But the only thing is they don't cover the uh, the school school bus. So you have to take your, your child to school and back. Okay. Okay, so that's a lot of good information, especially about zoning. Grace, can you talk a little bit about zoning? And then Joy has a question about college because you've, you've gone through that 
experience. Can you talk a little bit more about those two things, zoning and college? So school, uh, you have to look at the rating of the school, which is very important. So you can choose a school district where, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we live in Lake Mary right now. And uh, so uh, like how Bong mentioned regarding the school zone, you have to be living in that particular locality or within that school district to be admitted to that particular school. Like uh, to simplify it, you can't be living like 50 miles away and say that, okay, I want an admission at this particular school. I'm going to drop my kid to the school and all from school. You can't be saying that. So you have to be living in that particular school district. So look out for the school rating when you're choosing to live in a particular destination. Of course, it has to be closer to your work. Okay, so that gives a lot of clarity because for many international nurses, they don't realize that. And it's really important, especially when you arrive in the U.S. and you're looking for housing, if you've got kids that are going to school, to know that the zoning happens so that you can hopefully look for a place within a specific zone um, that is allocated for the school that you are, are looking at for your, for your children. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Grace and Bond, can you talk a little bit about um, renting an apartment and how much that costs and how you went about that or renting oh. it? housing okay so when we we came in march 2020 so we started living in, in an apartment from the last week of april onwards so we did not that's one of the things which they look at is the credits code when we have to rent an apartment which we did not have so what they asked us instead was the offer letter from the hospital and the salary certificate so with that, I think we had to pay one month extra deposit because we did not have a credit score as such at that point in time. So we lived in a three-bedroom hall apartment, which is quite okay for us. It's like maybe 1,500 square feet or something like that. So uh, it, uh, the rate, I mean, uh, the rent is about $1,500. $1,500. Actually, the utilities, water, and they very reasonable. We pay maybe fifty dollars. Uh, certainly, it's, it's less than eighty dollars in a month for the water, and separate for the electricity, more or less the same. It's sixty, seventy dollars in a month. That's those are very reasonable. So very reasonable. One of the most difficult things for international nurses when you come here, especially when you're renting in your apartment, your first apartment, is you don't yet have credit history. If anybody has not seen the show our Onwards and Upwards show um, about credit history, please go and watch that. You can see it on our YouTube channel um, because we have a lot of information about credit and what is it and how to build it because that can be one of the biggest challenges. Wondering about the housing, which is it better to rent a house or an apartment and if so, how much? Bong, I know you've done both. Do you want to maybe um, give your opinion about renting and buying and what a nurse should do first and then share your experience of buying a house? All right. Uh, well, we when we arrived in 2018, we rented the, uh, an apartment in Orlando. We've been there for uh, two years. So in an apartment, if you rent 
if you rent like shorter shorter term, it can be more expensive. If you rent like 12 months or 14 months, it can be cheaper. But uh, just play on to when you, how long have you wanted to rent or if you're planning to buy a house so you can, you know, you can get a proximity when you finish your apartment and then buy a house. So uh, comparing um, renting and buying a property, it's more beneficial and uh, uh, to buy a house because uh, you're, you're not wasting your money. You're putting your money into like uh, savings and later on and you will you will get it back and uh, plus uh, right now from last year alone the uh, uh, the uh, prices of properties increased by around 24% and even even rentals from last year it increased to about 38% from nowadays you're lucky if you can rent an apartment a two bedroom apartment for $1700 uh, that would be a good price. And if you're thinking of buying a property, you have to build your uh, credit scores. Start with building your credit score. Like, uh, you know, uh, keep uh, checking. Don't miss any payment on your credit cards or anything like that because that would be uh, uh, very bad for your uh, credit history. So that's what you do. You, 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 you know, build your credit score. And then if you think that you're ready to buy a house, go and look around and check the places that you like the school districts like grace said uh, uh check the schools if you have kids and you can look onto the niche and uh, you know refer to that the, the uh, rates of the schools and then uh, if you think you're ready then uh, get it uh, you have to get the assess by uh, by uh, realtors and if you if you if you pass with the assessment then uh, that's the time for you to uh, you know build your house or buy a, buy a new house. I mean, or even a, a, a slightly used house. Yeah, absolutely. So I think general rule of thumb though, for all immigrants and Brong and Grace, I'm not sure if you would agree with this, um, is to rent first until you rent. Because I think immigrating has, has, can be one of the best, most rewarding, exciting things you can ever do in your life but also can be very stressful. And the last thing that you want to do is to buy a house too quickly before you are ready. You want to make sure that you can uh, feel comfortable financially. We have a lot of shows uh, on financial literacy, on building your credit. We actually have a show on how to buy a house and Bong was on that house and he shared his experience. So if you have not yet seen those shows on the Kinetics YouTube uh, page, please go ahead and watch those. But I think general rule of thumb is always to make sure that you are ready financially before you buy a house. There are a lot of advantages, as Bong said, but that's not something to rush into. And Bong, the cost of a two-bedroom apartment, Grace shared what an apartment cost her in the Orlando area. You've lived in Orlando and in Tampa Bay. Is one more expensive than the other, or are they pretty much the same from a rental perspective? Well, uh, from from... From that time, 2018 to now, it it has drastically, you know, increased the, the rentals. A lot of uh, people just coming down to Florida now nowadays. So uh, uh, prices of houses and rentals really, really uh, 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 shoot up. Uh, from from my experience, when we first moved here, you can rent a, a two bedroom apartment like 1,400 around those times to 2019 
and uh, 2020, uh, 2019-2020, early 2020s. But nowadays, a two-bedroom apartment can like 1,800 here in, in, in Sampa area. So there is differences, and this is important for people to understand as well. Um, I live in California. The cost of living in California is much, much higher. The taxes are much more in California than, for example, in Florida. But even within Florida, you're going to have differences. So there are some parts of Florida that are more expensive than others, where rentals or houses will be more expensive. So you can't even just generalize and say, well, Florida is much cheaper than California. There are pockets of, Cali of Florida that are more expensive than others. And um, okay, so the last topic we're going to talk about, which is the cost of living and the taxes. Um, do you have any advice um, for international nurses coming to Florida about the cost of living and the taxes that you pay there? Cost of living, what I felt so far in this last one and a half years, it is uh, it's pretty reasonable. We can, uh, as of now, my husband's working. It's just me that is working. So we are able to manage. So uh, savings, maybe not much, but we are able to get by and it's quite reasonable, the cost of living. Yeah, like how Bong was sharing yesterday, food, grocery supplies, it is pretty much reasonable. We can afford it. Yeah, that is yeah. Taxes, as I said earlier, it's just the federal tax. We don't pay any other taxes. So that way also it is better. Maybe Bong can share more about it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Grace. Bong, anything to add? Yeah, well, um, we are a family of four when we came here to Florida. And uh, at that time when we arrived, it was only my wife uh, had a job at that time. So we survived and we're here. So uh, um, you have to have you have to shop around. There's uh, a lot of uh, places that you can go to buy, uh, you know, like uh, everyday uh, uh, things that you use. Yeah, the, there is the flea market on the weekends. You've got the Aldi. You can buy fruits and everything that you need, uh, vegetables, meats. If you can, you have to compare prices as well when you go out. You go to big grocery stores. They're very expensive, taxes and everything. You go to a flea market. You have those farmers who are selling their own uh, produce and there's no middleman in there. So they're cheap. And there's even a lot of uh, vendors on the on the roads by the roads that you can uh, get your uh, your uh, fruits and vegetables. A lot of uh, vegetable stands like fresh produce. These these are real farmers who are selling their uh, own you know uh, um, harvest, and they, they don't have middlemen, so you get a lot of uh, cheaper um, uh, fruits and vegetables. Uh, you go to Dollar Tree. Uh, if uh, a lot of people doesn't know, there's a Dollar Tree. You can buy utensils, school supplies, everything in a you know like a dollar. So it's it's everything. You just have to shop around. Be wise in uh, spending your hard-earned money. Uh, you don't have to buy expensive things that you you know you, you think that you don't really really need. And yeah, just that thing. Go shop around. Go shop around. Some great tips there on how to save money. Um, and I, I've got to say, I've been here for 21 years and I still love Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lots of great bargains at Dollar Tree. Um, this was so fun and I really so enjoyed listening to both Grace and Bong's stories and hopefully they've been able to share some really wonderful information, guidance, tips, pointers, 
for all the international nurses that are watching from all over the world, and especially those that are specifically eyeing Florida and wanting to come and live in Florida, I know that we've learned so much about the housing, the cost of living, the schooling, um, the climate. So um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And thank you, Grace. Thank you, Bong, for sharing your stories. I know it can feel a little scary, but we really so appreciate you paying it forward for others and sharing your experiences and uh, uh, informing international nurses all over the world about living in Florida. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Grace. Thank you, Bong. It was an honor and a pleasure to be part of your journey. This is what we want for all nurses coming to America is for Kinetics USA to help you to live your American dream. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for having us. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire, meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.